This is Dr. What, Dr. Where, Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast exploring what it's like to further your training and practice medicine in regional Victoria. If you've listened all the way to the end of one of our episodes, you would have heard me say this. The Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs have commissioned this podcast to help medical students and junior doctors learn more about training and practicing medicine in regional Australia. So what are regional training hubs? That's what we're going to explore in this special episode. Training for junior doctors in metropolitan cities is often done through well-defined, well-traveled pathways with a history that sometimes stretches back decades. Out in regional areas, pathways are newer, some are still being built right now, and all of them are being expanded to incorporate more regional rotations and placements. This is where the regional training hubs come in. Their role is to build on the work of the university rural clinical schools who have been training students in rural and regional settings for many years. The hubs encourage students to consider rural internships. Then, as training pathways develop and grow, help coordinate different stages of medical training to enable graduates intending to practice regionally to complete as much of their medical training as possible within regional and rural areas. So the training hubs are the missing part of the puzzle, we think. So when someone finishes their medical degree, whether they've spent five years or six years or seven years training to do it, they're not considered an independently practicing doctor, unfortunately. And I I know there are a lot of people who get very excited when their medical student son finally graduates. Now you can, you know, fix me, actually, no. There's still quite a lot of extra work that needs to be done even after this freshly minted doctor. Professor Robin Langham is the Head of School of Rural Health at Monash University. This missing part of the puzzle she is talking about is the link between medical school and postgraduate specialty training. Professor Langham trained as a nephrologist at a time when specialist training was confined to metropolitan cities. Those subsequent training pathways, and for myself, I did a few years in the sort of hospital environments in Melbourne, I came to Bendigo in terms of training to be a specialist in medicine. But for me, all of the training opportunities to become a kidney specialist were only offered in Melbourne. And so that meant at the, you know, the ripe old age of what, 24, 25, I was back in Melbourne and uh, you know, met my partner and we settled down and uh, had babies and got a mortgage and we still got a mortgage. And even though we, in our hearts, wanted to be working in the rural environment, we sort of became at a time of our lives when it's so important, when you're setting down roots, not only physical house and marriage type roots, but also building your, your networks, your medical networks to be in Melbourne is, is such an important time that you actually should be in the rural environment so you can, we can capture people in the rural environment. So the role of the training hubs is to develop that training opportunity for doctors, for junior doctors, so that if they want to become a surgeon, they can do their surgical training at Bendigo Hospital. If they want to become a psychiatrist, they can do their community psychiatry training in Gippsland. If they want to become an obstetrician, they can do their obstetrics training in the rural environment and to be able to support the regional hospitals and the community services to provide that level of training independently, standalone in the rural environment is the ultimate aim of the training hubs. And that's a fairly long goal. When we started with this, we identified 
three main things. Um, and the first thing is really to mentor our students. I mentioned before that medicine's largely a process of apprenticeship and, and mentorship. And, and we think there are some just some extraordinary mentors, clinicians in the rural space that can mentor our students. So we capture them here as students and we mentor them and we encourage and we, we give them the vision of that pathway that can be delivered for them so that they can ultimately see themselves as, you know, those the graduates of whatever specialty college being delivered in rural Victoria or rural New South Wales and ultimately staying and living. So mentoring the students was the first one. Developing the capacity of the rural communities to supervise junior doctors, to become senior doctors is the other big challenge. And, and that's, I guess, in part, it, that's already been started by absolute necessity in different parts, but it's how we identify and capture and support and develop and train. That's sort of where we are at the moment with a number of our stakeholders in identifying where the opportunities are, identifying where the need is as well. So for example, we don't need a neurosurgeon in Bendigo. We don't need a, a cardiothoracic surgeon in Bairnsdale. But we do need general practitioners in Bairnsdale that have a wide range of skills. We need medical specialists with a broad range of skills as a general physician, as a specialist in medicine in Mildura. So it's identifying what the community needs and, and helping to build that capacity of supervision so that the final step, which is here's your training pathway to become a paediatrician, for example, is, is sort of where we're headed. So mentoring the students, building capacity, identifying need, and then finally building those actual tangible training programs for our students so that they can come to rural schools, rural medical schools, get their medical degree entirely in the rural space, but then know that from there they can still stay the next sort of four to five to six to seven years in the rural environment to train as specialists and not suffer that horrible fate of <laughs> having to return to metropolitan areas to do their training and, and, and getting stuck. Well, how important are those first few years once you're out of medical school in terms of establishing your base and establishing your life and career? I think it's a direct reflection of how old our students are. For the five-year degree kids, kids, I say kids, they're the same age as my children, actually. They're a bit younger than my children now. They, they're doctors at the age of 23, 24. And, you know, those next six years leading up into their 30s is, in any profession, a critical time for where you start to build your professional networks and your you know, future long-term social networks. For our graduate program students, they, they are, by and large, they are, you know, another couple of years older. So they're 25, 26. And the next sort of four to six to ten years is a critical time of anybody's life in any profession where you build those sorts of networks. So to me, it's a direct reflection of how old our students are when we, when we hand them their medical degree in terms of where they are. We do have some students who are older. We do have some students who already have families and children and, and they, they face uh, the next level of complications about how they deliver the need, their education, their training, their service commitment needs and, and juggle that with the needs of their family that may not necessarily be living in the same space as them but, but hopefully will be. And I think the message and the promise of the training hubs is very real 
to the junior doctors that are coming through now. Whereas, you know, three or four years ago, and certainly in my time, which was, you know, quite a lot longer ago, the message was, look, there's nothing here for you. Thanks for coming and thanks for staying for a couple of years, but go away and become very clever doctors and please come back. And that was that was the message to me. And, you know, whilst we always intended to come back, it, it you know, the, the reality was a much harder one. How many training hubs are there around the state? So the Commonwealth Government, when they agreed to the notion of the training hubs and the importance of the training hubs, uh, initially decided that the best place for them to be housed was within the university-based rural clinical schools. And I think the decision behind that is because the rural clinical schools, by virtue of what they do, are able to sit across a number of different stakeholders in terms of delivery. I think it's a lot harder for regional hospitals, certainly in Victoria, to share programs. But the university, you know, our medical degree is taught across Mildura and Castlemaine and Swan Hill and, and Gisborne and Bendigo and you name it. Uh, so, so being able to offer a program of regional training that sits across a whole bunch of different stakeholders so that the university was seen as the best place to host the hubs. In Victoria, we worked collaboratively with our other partners in Victoria in rural clinical schools, with Deakin University and with the University of Melbourne. And we've sort of looked at Victoria in four parts. So the southwest is a regional training hub that is owned and owned or managed or overseen by Deakin University. Monash has the northwest and Gippsland, and the University of Melbourne has the northeast. So there's four altogether in Victoria. So University of Tasmania has one, and then just over the border or on the border in Albury-Wodonga, there's a, another regional training hub that's overseen by UNSW. And so collectively, we all work together to be able to give a sort of a fairly closely aligned regional opportunities for our junior doctors. Uh, you know, the worst thing I think would be for a student who comes through Bendigo being able to tell them, I'm sorry, if you want to become a specialist in big toenails, you're going to have to stay here in Bendigo for the entire four years. And being able to give our junior doctors who are coming through wanting to be specialists the opportunity to work in different regions not only helps them, but also helps our regions in terms of bringing new expertise and, and new blood and, and the opportunity to move around. So in and around Victoria is the Southern Regional Training Hub Alliance or the Southern Alliance as it's called by some. Have the hospitals and all the other healthcare providers received these training hubs? It's been a variable response and I think part of that is because out of sheer need and necessity this this need to have some sort of improved, developed regional training programs has been recognised by some for a very long time and, and they've already started to do some of the work. And I think there's a lot of effort and a lot of energy being put into this by a number of different organisations and you know, the regional training hubs are funded by the Commonwealth Government. The State Government of Victoria sees this as a very important initiative as well because they directly manage the health services that directly employ the trainees and, and have that enormous service need. So there's a number of people that are working in that space. So there has been, I guess, variable understanding of the role of the regional training hubs, variable acceptance of, of their role in that space. Some of the regions have already understood the need to not only grow their own medical students but grow their own doctors and, and they, they were already working in that space in, in terms of being able to provide a collaborative base 
improved opportunities for junior doctors and in that setting the regional training hub has been I think quite successful in being able to advocate and lobby and campaign for for improved support. I mean, it's important that the regional training hubs are not responsible for the training or for the teaching of the junior doctors and helping to get that message across to a lot of the stakeholders has been an important one because I think there's been a number of our stakeholders who've who felt a bit threatened by the regional training hubs coming coming in to say don't worry we're going to fix it all whereas in fact it's more a case of don't worry we're here to help and what do you need and here we have some additional support um, people time resources in order to be able to help actually make it happen Real health services, as a rule, are stretched to the limit. And what has been able to be achieved in terms of training programs in regional areas has been done by incredibly busy people who've who've done this off their own bat in their own time. And I think what the regional training hubs, in part, is able to sort of step in and say, look, we're here to help and we've got time and what do you need us to do? The hubs have been operating for three years now. Associate Professor Michael Nowotny is a paediatrician based in Warrigal and the director of Gippsland's regional training hub. He says the long-term results of the regional training hubs are beginning to show, with students and junior doctors moving through new training pathways and entering the workforce. So the hubs have been in, well, I think the original, uh, they're funded through the Commonwealth Government. So the, the idea of the regional training hubs, I think, has been around for about five, maybe six years. But the funding, I think, has been in place now for the last two and a bit years. So we've just finished our first round of funding, our first two years. And we're now in our second two years, funded through the Commonwealth Government. Uh, I believe that uh, we're, we're, we're looking at a long-term horizon here. We're not looking at... And obviously we want quick gains we want to, and we have had lots of successes but but the uh, the long-term plan is is a five to ten year horizon in terms of attraction recruitment and retention of, of doctors and that's starting right from school right through the pathway from school level encouraging children to think about medicine as a possible career option uh, in rural and regional areas into the uh, undergraduate uh, space and I'm very fortunate to work at Monash Rural Health because Monash has the biggest cohort of regional students uh, of any university in Australia so we actually have a big cohort to to work with and certainly we're trying to ensure that our medical students get a fantastic experience in their regional uh, rotations um, many of them come for a full year and spend a time at least a year, and some some will spend more than a year in the in the regional areas. I think most of them find it pretty exciting and and uh, fairly eye opening with the things that they see and get to actually do out here. So I think the uh, the experience that they get as as undergraduates is really exciting for them. And then what we're trying to do is make sure that they are aware that if they do choose a regional intern program, that, that there are career pathways for them. So not just in general practice. Uh, general practice is an extremely worthy career pathway that, that, that should be considered by all trainees, but, but that uh, there are also alternative vocational pathways that we're trying to help develop. So that would be in, in the general uh, specialties such as obstetrics, uh, emergency medicine, anaesthetics, uh, physician training, paediatric training, medical administration. There's lots of lots of options that can be done very well regionally. There's a wide range of health services here in Gippsland, and mm. you've mentioned that Monash has a really large cohort of rural health students. 
are there a lot of challenges in terms of coordinating all of that training and all of those placements? Well, the, the Monash footprint is, a, is an advantage, actually, because Monash covers the whole of Gippsland and has rural clinical school locations in all of those health services. So in many ways, having, having Monash as the, if you like, the, the, the skeleton underlying the, the, the development of the training is, is a very sensible way of doing it uh, because of the fact that the Monash team, the Monash Rural Health team in Gippsland are a very uh, collegiate team who work together well, very well together. Uh, and I think that uh, the medical students that come here understand that, that it's a, a Gippsland-wide program, that it's not just single silos of different hospitals working independently, that, that this is Monash Rural Health, that they're working in, as their student in their student training under the uh, Monash Rural Clinical School at Monash University. That allows us to to have good relationships across all the health services because the students are there. We're all training the students there, so it's part of my role. I, I train medical students and have done for 20 years in Gippsland. It gives the students an understanding about the way that the health service system works in, in Gippsland. And I think the, the health services themselves are working fairly well together to, to look at development of training opportunities. So for general practice training, it makes a lot more sense to to be done a lot of it in general practice. So we work close with our GP colleagues. We work closely with the East East Victoria GP training scheme uh, and uh, also with the College of General, general Practice in Akram because we have trainees that come through all of our specialty units in from those disciplines and from those colleges. But but also uh, with the other subspecialty, the specialty colleges such as physicians and paediatrics, we're building those opportunities now. So it's going to be a, a that's the next stage. You will have seen a few cohorts of students being passing through the hub so far. They don't pass through the hub, they pass through the Rural Clinical School. So well, we've had that for, for as long as I've been here. We do now have, the next development is, is the, the end-to-end uh, training of, of a cohort of postgraduate medical students who will be doing uh, all of their training in Gippsland and certainly that group uh, will be similar to the what used to be, which is I think is still known as the uh, extended rural cohort who are doing it in the northwest. So there will, there's a group of students now. The the extended rural co- cohort in Bendigo in the northwestern uh, hub region has been a very successful program. They've had very good retention of students wanting to stay in the region and do a regional intern year and consider a career in in the northwest part of Victoria because of the fact that they've really enjoyed their time there. The, from second year on, they spend the whole of their their time in in the northwest. We're hoping that the we'll have a similar level of uh, engagement and buy-in from the Gippsland cohort that will be starting up soon uh, and that uh, they will form the backbone of the medical workforce going forward. Uh, but uh, we're certainly happy to have anybody else that wants to come to Gippsland to come and join us as well. Mm. But certainly it's an exciting time for training in Gippsland because of the fact that there's a whole lot of things that are happening not only at university level but at the, at the regional training hub level. So uh, it, is, uh, it is quite in, uh, quite enjoyable to be part of it. How closely do the different hubs around the country work with each other? We have a group, well, obviously there's 26 hubs, so we do have a, a regular gathering twice a year at um, a meeting that's either in Canberra or one of the rural sites, and that's called FRAME, that's the Federation of Rural Australian Medical Educators, but uh, the hubs have a, a gathering at that, uh, at that meeting. The southern hubs, the Victorian hubs, are very closely linked. Uh, we have a group which is called the Southern Hubs Alliance, and we meet every three months to talk about strategy and 
and to share ideas and to share our thoughts about how things are going. We all have different things to bring to the table. I'm, I'm the current chair of that group, so we all try to come up with novel ideas to try and enhance the opportunities for uh, our students to have the best deal in our regions. How does that enhance cooperation across multiple regions help the training experience of medical students? Well, I think we, we have links that we didn't have before. It's really interesting, actually, because... Previously, I think Victoria would have been fairly siloed in terms of health services, but now that we have the hubs system in place, I think in each of the regions, the hub has assisted in in helping health services work together a bit more closely in terms of training development. Uh, we regularly will be talking to our colleagues in other health services, whereas previously, I think it would be less common for us to do that, that that uh, individual health services would be looking after their own issues and their own needs. I think the one of the, the first and most important things that happened in Gippsland to allow the progression of, uh, of the hub to actually develop training was the development of the regional intern program here. So the Gippsland Regional Intern Training Program has been a, a very successful program. It's built from only a couple of interns 10 years ago to uh, I think this year we've got 30 interns training in, in um, Gippsland. And then there's the uh, Bansdale group of uh, community-based interns, and I think there's six of those. So we've got a big cohort of, of junior doctors training in Gippsland who uh, potentially could be, you know, if they, we can give them the right opportunities, could stay in Gippsland and do a significant proportion of basic training either in their general practice pathway or they could do it in their... Uh, in their uh, subspecialty or specialty uh, medicine area that they might be choosing. Yeah, well, you've mentioned that retaining medical students as well as junior doctors can be quite difficult in those crucial early years. Mm. And it's early days in terms of the hubs operating, but are you seeing outcomes so far in yeah, that space? We are. We are. We're actually, we've had uh, a lot of interest. Uh, in fact, in the very first year of the hub, we had a careers information night for the Gippsland Regional Interns. And typically, we would have retained two or three interns in the region after that. I think West Gippsland Healthcare alone had eight applications after that uh, for, for uh, PGY two years, which is the second year. Many of those were trainees that I'd taught as medical students uh, so it was great to see the the familiar faces coming back as interns and then subsequently we've got two trainees in our pediatric team at the moment who were uh, interns here but also were uh, medical students that did pediatrics with me uh, as part of their medical student training so it's really lovely to see that to see the uh, the young doctors uh, that are enjoying their work but also blossoming and enjoying the love the wonderful lifestyle that's that's available here are there any other programs the hubs running in gippsland that you'd like to highlight or point out well we're working with all the um, all the, the general specialties we're working with uh, all the general specialties to to look at how we can enhance training opportunities for those so so we're working with the team at uh, west gippsland healthcare and uh, and Latrobe Regional to look at physician training here and at basic training and physician training. We're looking at working with the anaesthetic team at both hospitals 
to look at anaesthetic training here and we're having a meeting with the anaesthetists uh, fairly soon to look at uh, opportunities and we certainly have certainly have a skilled consultant workforce that could train basic basic anaesthetic trainees uh, our uh, deputy hub director dr gary campaign is the director of emergency medicine here at west gippsland healthcare and he's working with his colleagues at latrobe regional hospital and the other regional sites to uh, to develop a, a pathway for emergency medicine uh, and that's that's going very well. That, that, that's already in existence. Then you can do your part of your basic training here in, in Gippsland, uh, I think a couple of years uh, of your basic training uh, in emergency medicine. Uh, and we're working towards being able to do more than that. So that's a very exciting development. Uh, and I think that there's uh, there's been in existence a psychiatry pathway in, in Gippsland for a long time. We're just trying to ensure that that, uh, that is... Uh, advertised and people are aware of the, of the opportunity that they can and we actually have uh, uh, one of our recent graduates who's just started the, the psychiatry pathway in Gippsland he's working at the, in the mental health team at La Trobe Regional Hospital as a first year uh, um, college of psychiatry trainee. There have been a few different regional training programs underway here has it been a challenge for them to be more visible and does the hub sort of really assist that? Well, part of any uh, program is making sure that people are aware of it. So we have to, in, you know, make the profile as good as possible. I think the uh, that we've done a series of training videos to explain what we are, who we are, and what we do. Uh, our role is not to organise the training program itself. Our our role is to enhance the opportunities, not uh, and to work with the various stakeholders to try and improve it. We don't actually organise the training program ourselves. But uh, there's a very uh, a keen group of senior consultants and uh, in Gippsland who are very, very, very excited about building training here. It's a little bit scary, I think, when people think about if they're particularly if they aren't from a regional area. But then I wasn't from a regional area. Uh, I think the biggest and hardest part was convincing my partner to come. I think that's probably the challenge for most most young people is to to take the plunge. Uh, but taking the plunge and it's very worthwhile because you become part of a community. Uh, I must admit, uh, being part of a community has has its pros and cons, but it's by and large a very positive thing. And certainly a, a beautiful community like uh, you know West Gippsland. West Gippsland is a beautiful scenic area. It's a lovely place to to live, uh, and certainly compared with with Melbourne prices, property prices here are dramatically lower. I think you'd be surprised to see what could can be bought for $500,000 in Gippsland compared with $500,000 in Melbourne. I guess the other thing is most people are worried about the quality of schools and we're very fortunate in Gippsland to have high quality independent schools, high quality government schools. So even the government, standard government schools in, in Gippsland tend to be smaller schools. They tend to have very good and consistent leadership in the school and they tend to have a good teaching team that are, are fairly constant. They don't turn over like they often do in Melbourne. So we, we have very high quality educational services out here. Whether you want to go down the, the private school pathway or whether you, you're happy to go down the government school pathway, the excellent schools at primary and secondary level. Uh, and I think the other thing, I suppose, is the, the lifestyle issues. So access to, to you know, beautiful mountain ranges and walking and having a farm and having a bit of acreage and having a few chooks and all those kind of things are really fun. <laughs> it's really good fun and it's a great place to bring up kids. And the demand for clinicians is pretty high in a regional area as well. 
We have huge trouble recruiting. The further from Melbourne you get, the harder it is to recruit. So if I look at uh, my own specialty, I think uh, from here outwards, from he- heading out towards the uh, eastern part of Victoria, uh, most of the recruited doctors ha- have come from overseas. We haven't been able to recruit local doctors into our specialty uh, positions in the, for the, in the majority of cases. So, so it is very difficult. That's one of the things that I'm trying to change. I'm trying to actually help our, our local graduates see the benefits of, of, of uh, and the, the richness of, of medicine here, the richness of the lifestyle and the, uh, the positive benefits of being part of the community. Victoria's regional health services have no shortage of training posts and plenty of career opportunities. Gathering these together and building pathways is a pretty big challenge. As Associate Professor Nowotny outlined, the cooperative approach between hubs is a tremendous asset. Dr. Marnie Thomas is the director of the Northwest Training Hub and says there is tremendous scope for building pathways across multiple regions. The most important aspect, I believe, of the regional training hubs is to be able to allow smaller hospitals to understand that they can, in fact, become teaching hospitals and that there is support in place for them and then by virtue of that we can look at sort of expanding the role of the individual hospitals so in the past what's happened is that you've had smaller hospitals which have just decided to look after patients as they come in the door so if somebody comes in with a headache they come to the emergency the doctor looks after them and the nurse looks after them and they you fix the problem and you send them home but with the way medicine's gone everything's become more subspecialized and I, th- I think keeping people up to date with what's what's happening in the world around us has become more important. Junior doctors basically now preferentially look at, before they make their career choices, will preferentially look at hospitals which are good at educating them so they can take the next step forward in terms of their education journey and smaller hospitals are being left behind because of that. So the hub helps hospitals to acknowledge that there is an issue and that we can actually progress. I mean, the, the, there, is, there, there are multiple players in this role, and the Department of Health, uh, both state-based as well as federally-based, they're very aware of this uh, significant divide between metropolitan and non-metropolitan hospitals. And it's, it's something that we recognize very well. So there is support available. It's just a question of how do we access that support and to sort of tailor-make that to the individual organization's needs. Thanks to our guests for taking the time to discuss their work, and thank you for listening. You can find out more about the studying and training opportunities across regional Victoria by visiting monash.edu forward slash medicine forward slash SRH. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. There's more episodes available, including an episode about the growing field of regional medical research. Find us on your podcast app of choice. And if you're enjoying the series so far, give us a five-star rating. It helps us reach more people looking at a career in rural medicine. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, the Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs have commissioned this podcast to help medical students and junior doctors learn more about training and practicing medicine in regional Australia. There are hubs all across the country. To find out where your nearest regional training hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search regional training hubs. And finally, this podcast was brought to you by Monash Rural Health, presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, 
and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health.